What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. I'm currently sorting through. I'm wild, and I mean fucking wild, for doing a wash and a dry and then leaving it in the dryer for a good three days. So I'm absolutely terrible. And let me make things sound even worse, is that I came back to America on the 24th of December, and yesterday is when I sorted through the clothes that I brought back. So I unpacked. Well, I had already unpacked. I had just thrown it all on the floor at the end of my bed. And so yesterday... I decided to, it's funny, I'm I'm going to, like, it's absolutely linked to Houston and, like, tapering and, and having a bit more time on my hands and not being as tired. Um, but also, like, because I'm funny about, um, with, like, I don't know, a, a week to go, I'm just funny about I want everything to be tidy, I want everything to be neat. I want to know where certain bits of running clothes are, etc., etc., in case I want to wear them. Um, it's just interesting that, like, but for like the last two weeks, I haven't given a fuck. But at the bottom of my bed, there's been, oh my god, there must have been a full suitcase of clothes and two like fresh washes that had just been dumped. Um, at the end of the day, it's not like it's just messy, but like. I would just walk to the end of the bed and see a pair of running leggings and be like, yeah, they'll do. <laughs> but today I decided to uh, put it all away. And yeah, so I'm, I'm now that I've put away um, everything that was at the end of my bed, I'm, I had to go downstairs and unload the tumble dryer. And now I'm cracking on at that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've been tapering a little bit. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I always put a plan in place, like, you know, I I kind of wanted to do, like, slightly less miles this week than usual, and um, it, it you know, you can sort of write, write down mileage goals, and then you can, you know, do the days themselves, like, Monday can be this, and Wednesday can be this, and um, you can calculate it up and make sure it's roughly the kind of miles that you wanted to run, but... Um, I I then just kind of go with the flow a little bit too. So um, like the last two days, I've, I've actually just ran once. Um, I planned to do like three miles in the evenings if I felt like it. Like I sort of put like 20 minutes in the plan. And if I felt like going and doing 20 minutes in the evening, I could. But just with it being snowy and icy, I kind of just seen the benefit of not going. So it felt like there was more benefit not going out because you know if I go for a three mile run and don't drive somewhere and even if I drive somewhere at the minute there is heaps of snow and heaps of ice um this is really interesting I'm not doing this to show off I promise like it's just got ridiculous um I'm gonna count how many pairs of split shorts I have because I've just put them in a pile um one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They're race shorts, they don't count. Twelve, thirteen race shorts, fourteen, fourteen pair of split shorts, all identical, just Under Armour black split shorts, fourteen bloody pairs. Interesting enough, it's one of the only things I usually ask for. 
Because um, I don't really wear like the gym shorts, like the baggier gym shorts. So I just ask for split shorts. And then I used to get little bits of um, Under Armour kit sent to the UK from like Under Armour UK. And then I would also get, you know, USA. So 14 bloody pairs of split shorts. I should probably go through them because some of them, the labels are... I mean, these are these could be a year and a half old. Some of these, two of them are the race shorts, though, so I didn't count them. So sixteen, spoilt, hey. Um, so yeah, no, I decided it would be counterproductive um, to go and do. I also just thought, you know, there was something to be learnt um, with the whole Doha to Dublin thing. Like, you know, for a lot of reasons, it wasn't ideal that I was travelling a load and. Um, things like that and you know I got in a really shitty headspace after Doha and you know you have to bounce out of that as quickly as possible um but then for a lot of reasons it was like well shit like you know Dublin went well really well so because I only ran like 65 70 70 something like that mileage between the three weeks between um Doha to Dublin I was kind of like well I suppose there's pros and cons to every situation. With with less mileage, you can lose fitness. Um, I I'm not a scientist. Um, anyone that thinks they can predict how much fitness you lose is probably wrong because everybody's different. Um, so some people love keeping the volume high. I think it helps them psychologically. I think it helps them maintain a certain weight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Other people have no problem, um, like having the volume, I guess, a little bit lower. Um, I'm probably somewhere in between. I don't mind. Um, I never have. You know, I, I, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> in 2010, I think it was 2010. Don't worry so much about the specifics. Quite a while ago, we'll say. I was in Fontremeau on an altitude camp with Ireland and I picked up a bit of a calf injury. I think it was actually a hamstring injury that then turned into a calf injury. Um, anyway, my my weekly plan had been like to have a pretty solid week and then race a 10K on the road at the end of it. Um, and there's going to be a couple of bits of advice in here. And so basically, you know, because of the injury, I was forced to not run pretty much at all um, from the Sunday all the way through I think I did one run midweek so like on the Wednesday let's say like 20 minutes maybe um, and then I was able to do 20 minutes the day before the race and then race um, now what I did was I did a good job of I had read an article at the time on what is known as hard and soft muscles. Um, and so things like um, squats, things like running on road, um, things like doing strides or track work or things like this, these are the kind of things that I guess hypothetically make your muscles hard. Think hard is ready to go, like tensed, you know, good to go. Um, it's why we do strides the day before a race, etc, etc. It's kind of like priming. Um, so I did a couple of things like that during the week. Um, things that make your muscles go soft is running on grass, um, having a hot bath, probably having a sauna, probably yoga, 
Um, so you, so you want to you wanna keep a balance between hard and soft muscles if you can. But look, some people are I, – I went and ran – I raced that weekend, just like I told you guys, um, and I think I ran 29.14 for 10K. 29.23, actually, that time. Still pretty good. I think it was a, like seven seconds off my PB at the time. So, And I ran probably 20 miles that week. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't mind if I have to cut back a little bit. Um, there's, a, there's a huge plus, like I talked about, like... Um, Anytime, look, at the end of the day, if I did nothing between now and Houston, I'm I'm sure I would lose a little bit of fitness, like a little bit of top end. You know, you feel in tip-top shape. Some of it's psychological, some of it's physical. But think of the pros. The pros would be, it would be very difficult to pick up a running injury if you're not running, <laughs> you know, and that sounds really simple. But um, so that's why... I didn't double the last two days. Um, I can't remember if I did a podcast. Um, let me just check when the last one was so I'm not repeating myself. Um, I think the last one was obviously about failure. Um, I know what I talked about. I just, oh, it was Sunday. Fuck, sorry. Um, okay, so Tuesday. Um, I, I, I'll just talk to you about where my head was at. You know, Tuesday... Um, we, I couldn't go on the track because the track was covered in snow. And so, um, the option was to go on the track in the afternoon, but that couldn't work because I had massage and the last two weeks before a marathon, I value treatment way above training because I want my body to get ready after those hamstring problems. Um, so I basically decided to go to the road loop and instead of doing so the session was supposed to be um case um and basically the week before we had done the 200s the 200s so this is how the training plan had worked um <coughs> when i sat down my house i said look we've just come off double marathon right and so the last time that i had done track work was like for the Irish champs, right? So I did all this track work. I tried to get myself in pretty solid 10K shape. And I went and I probably got myself into like 28, 45, 10K shape. So I go to the Irish champs. I win the Irish champs. And then we move into marathon training. And in, in that marathon buildup, we were training for a slow marathon, you know, Doha, hot, slow. That's what we thought was going to be the case. Um, so train for Doha race Doha, come off Doha, have three weeks to Dublin, get to Dublin, take two weeks off. At this point, it has been so long since I've done any track work. So my brain was like, okay, what we don't want to do is um, jump on the track straight away. And, you know, let's say it's a 10 week build up. What we don't want to do is jump on the track straight away with like expectations to have like a good track session and all of a sudden it goes pretty shitty um and, and for good reason you know it's going to go pretty shitty because you haven't been on the track in months um so so i thought that was pretty illogical i was like okay let's not have expectations so um what i decided to do was at the beginning of the marathon build-up i decided on one tuesday to do hills and on the next tuesday to do fartlek 
and I had this idea that between the hills and the fartlek, which are still like VO2 and things like that, like they're just not, nobody really cares what speed they're running up a hill, same as nobody really cares too much what speed they're running in a fartlek. Not the same way, you know, I can be running a fartlek and I can be like hitting like 4.52 per mile and I'll be like delighted and maybe I'm only doing it for like a minute or two minutes and I'm not really too stressed or bummed about it. I can go to the track and if I run an 800 and 234, I'm I'm probably going to be pissed off or like 227, I'm probably going to be like, fuck's sake, skull, like 227, like what the fuck is that? Um you know, like my 10K pace is like 216, you know, so there's there's too much comparison on the track. You know what you run for 10K, you you know what, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I decided for the first four or five weeks to just tap into these fartleks and these hill sessions. And, and the idea would be that eventually when I go to the track, it should probably be a pretty good session, which was last week. And it was the 200s and, you know, it was a pretty good session. Um, we were doing five 200s in 32, 33, and then we took a lap jog and then we did five 200s going 31, 38, 31, 38, 31, 38. So 69 seconds a lap, you're running 2K and about 545 to 5.50 <coughs> and went really well. So we did five sets. Three sets were pretty easy, and then the other two sets were the 31-38. I was happy. Um, so the plan was supposed to be to go to the track this Tuesday and do a slightly more solid session. And it was supposed to be 12 back K, and I would have went 3.05, 3 minutes, 2.55. And so that's 73 per lap? No, 74. 74 per lap, 72 per lap, 70. So... Four at three oh five, four at three minutes, four at two fifty-five. Um but I told you I couldn't go to the track. Um so basically we went to a road loop at Camp Verde, me and a guy called Tommy Rivers, who some people probably follow on Instagram, cool dude. Um got to know him pretty well now. Like um I guess I met him a long time ago when I just came here and still was like rugby player and Tommy's always been good at um as I've, you know, progressively got better, like being positive and, you know, I guess because he met me right at the beginning, he's seen that transformation and both physically and, and then obviously how I'm dealing with things and, you know, race results improving. And so that's been really fun. Um, so the two of us went down and I, I decided like that, and this is what's really cool. I think running's a fun sport that if you have company, it can just go way better um and so i decided to make the session like a little bit more relaxed than what the track session would have been um and i set it up that it wasn't like it's not rocket science but we did a three mile at the start at like 515 to 520 um just to get us warmed up a bit and um add a bit of meat to the session is what i said you know it just added a bit of volume um and then we took we did a mile for recovery like a one mile run it was like 6:30 pace maybe um and then we did 12 times 3 minutes but basically we flipped between my marathon pace and then we had a minute recovery and then we went to Tommy's marathon pace um <clears throat> Tommy's trying to hit the US trial standard which is 218 um which I think he's well capable of doing but it doesn't 
fucking matter what I say. You know, it matters what happens on race day. So um, I, I know he's fit enough, which is cool. Um, but, you know, race day executions and the most important thing. So I, I don't need to bum up how well Tommy trained or how close I think he is to running the time. We'll we'll just see in 10 days time. Um, so now it was a good session. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be so long. And I didn't realize it was going to end up being like a pretty solid morning. Like, you know, we averaged like 5.25 for 13 miles. And I was like, fuck. And, you know, we were still at altitude. and um, But it was pretty cool the way it worked out. Like, it, it wasn't really planned to work out like that. Um, I just didn't – I honestly just didn't want to go to a road loop and try to, like, you know, hit the first – I guess 3.05 would have been like just under five minute mile pace and then three minutes would have been 4.48 and then 2.55 would have been 4.40. It just might have felt like we were like smashing. And then like when it's only a three minute rep, you know, sometimes there's hills and bends and, and wind. And, you know, if, you, if you're trying to run a 4.40 up a hill into the wind, yeah, I just, I just didn't think it made sense to try to force that session. Um once we couldn't get to the track, I just thought, right, okay, let's let's just make it more of a road session. Um, and, and I thought that, like, in my opinion, like, that's a really good session, like, especially for Tommy, because when we were running that little bit faster, like my marathon pace, you could tell, of course, like, it was hurting Tommy a little bit more than it was hurting me. But the session actually became really cool for him, because when... You know, I don't fuck around on the minute recovery either. Like on the minute recovery, I'm probably running like 6.05 pace. Um, and so at altitude, that hurts you too. So basically then when we went back to what Tommy's marathon pace is, like 5.15 sort of pace, I, I like the important part there was to really just focus on, you know, being as relaxed as possible when you're going back to that marathon pace. So obviously if you weren't doing... You know, we're fluctuating between 5.15 for Tommy's pace and like 4.55 to five minutes for my pace. And so, like, if you were to do it yourself and you ran three minutes at your marathon pace and then you did three minutes at 20 seconds per mile faster, each time you go back, especially when you're doing 12, each time you go back to your own marathon pace, you might be sort of slowly, I'm not saying, like, Tommy definitely wasn't tired, like, he he sort of handled it all really well and that's really exciting but I guess definitely as the session goes on there's going to be a natural fatigue and um, that's when you can really dial into okay hey we're back at my pace so relax and you know if I had to go five minutes 440 five minutes 440 that that really would have started to hurt me and I'm sure then when I go back to five minutes I wouldn't have been as smooth and I would have really had to focus on relax the arms, relax the breathing and let the speed come to me. Don't force it. And that's all the kind of things I really start to focus on um, later in the race in the marathon and early in the race, actually, to save energy. Um, so, no, look, it, it, it was good. It was fun. Um, tomorrow is probably a, like a tougher session um, for me personally. Um, I, I'm doing the same session that I did 10 days before Dublin um, basically where I do 12 miles and I go 520, 510, 5 minutes, 5 minutes, 520, 510, 5 minutes, 5 minutes. Obviously the difference is I'm at altitude and 
when I did it before Dublin, I did it in the Victoria Park in Belfast. So it was sea level. But honestly, I, I think my fitness is um, better, maybe a lot better than before Dublin. It's been smooth. There has been much less travel and um, no real disappointments to get over like Doha. And so um, plus, you know, three months has passed since Dublin. So I should be naturally just in a better place. Um, so I'm optimistic that it's going to go better or the same as I did before Dublin, but add in that I'm at altitude and, and that makes it a really, you know, a special day and a should be what is a like a confidence boost in session going into going into Houston. Um tomorrow tomorrow's ten days to the race, so I always think this is a funny day because this is when um the if you go to Google on your phone and Google the weather forecast for where you're going to race. It, it, it comes up in the 10 day forecast. So that's always quite a fun day to wake up tomorrow and be like, okay, this is the start of the 10 day run in where I'll probably Google the weather every day for a couple of days. And then probably when it gets to three or four days before, I'll find myself Googling it about fucking six times or more. Um, but yeah, look at like, I, I know there's nothing I can do. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth checking and, you know, whether it's to psychologically get yourself ready for how the weather's going to be or, you know, just even when you're doing your own visualization and things like this, you, you're kind of preparing yourself for there might be windy bits or there might be rainy bits or cold bits or whatever, whatever it's going to be, you know, hot, whatever. Houston's a really fucking random place. Um, I, I looked at the weather a few days ago and, you know, there was some days where the low, the, the lowest temperature for the day was going to be like, you know, 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like, you know, 22 Celsius. But two or three days later, the low was going to be like 45, which is like, I don't know, it's probably something like eight, six degrees Celsius or eight degrees Celsius. So, um, yeah, pretty random, pretty random place. Um, so, there's not, yeah, there's not really a lot. I'll have a look up now. I'll just tell you that fucking randomness. Um, so yeah, so like, you know, tomorrow the low of the day is, today the low was 70, which is 22. But two days later on Saturday, the low of the day is 40, which is a lot fucking colder. 40 would be like maybe five five celsius something like that um so that just shows you you know like how in the space of two days can the lowest temperature be 20 degrees celsius and then two days later 40 fahrenheit which is like five degrees celsius that's absolutely nuts um i can tell you right now that they're saying for next saturday which of course i don't race saturday i race sunday but at least for next saturday they're saying the low of the day would be 52, um, which would be fucking fantastic. Um, if it at, at seven o'clock, 52, so at seven to nine, it's going to be around 60, apparently. Um, I don't like that. How to prepare for Friday severe weather. <laughs> yeah, they're getting fucking severe thunderstorms tomorrow. Um, but yeah, look weather something that <clears throat> although you can't control 
can definitely control your emotions and mindset going into the race. And anyone who followed the podcast way back the last year would know that I didn't control those emotions very well um, for most of the week leading in. You know, there was a lot of discussions about maybe not going to Houston and, and shit like this. Um, that's not going to be the case this year. Um, I'm, I've raced in all different kind of weather and, you know, you can only do your best with what you're given. It could be disappointing if the weather's not great, but it is what it is. Um, so look guys, um, I, I had someone sent me a message today. I, I'm going to read it just cause I, I can't, I can't remember the exact message, but I, I did get a laugh out of it, which is probably why I'm doing a podcast. So fair play. Um, let's see, I got a scroll. Um, what did I get? Here we go. I got, nope, that's not it. Is it this one? Hey, animal, what the fuck is happening with the lag of podcasts, man? <laughs> I, I, I did laugh. Um, it, it was sent in very good spirits. Um, it definitely wasn't a cheeky message, although it can read cheeky, but no, it was not at all. You know, the, the person was being supportive and, you know, saying, hope everything's good and things like this and how much they enjoy the podcast. But I thought that was quite funny. Um, so yeah, no, I, I thought I'd give you guys an update and, and just, tell you that things are good i'm hoping tomorrow goes well um it's something i've i've been excited about probably because you know when you take wednesday and last friday was obviously a big session you know the three times five mile um but you know i actually done 16 miles the day before so eight miles in the morning eight miles that night on purpose because i wanted to be like I just wanted to be a bit tired going in. I, I didn't want to blow the session out of proportion. Um, whereas tomorrow, I've you know pinpointed it as a pretty a pretty key session in letting me know am I ahead of the fitness for Dublin? Am I the same? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, and so I think you know if I struggle tomorrow to hit the times, but then I realize that I am at altitude, so like four to five seconds per mile at that sort of altitude. We're going to go down to 3,000 feet, so probably four or five seconds a mile, something like that. Um, then at least I'll know, okay, you're in similar fitness, but if I can hit similar times and similar heart rates to what I did at sea level, then you're looking at me being maybe four to five seconds a mile ahead. Um, so I'm pretty curious, um, but I've given myself every opportunity, like I said, um, you know, I took a few easy days. Um, oh, oh, I'm gonna try a beetroot shot. Um, I'm quite curious to see what the the beetroot stuff does. I, you know, I've I've read about it before, and I tried it years ago, but I've I've not used it since. Um, but I've really tried to pull out all the stops for this Houston. Um, the Cherry Active for the last month, I've been you know twice a day sometimes with the Cherry Active. Um, but yeah, the beetroot is something that supposedly there's good research behind it, but I'm going to give that a wee try tomorrow. You're supposed to preload, but I'll, I'll take one tonight and then I'll take one tomorrow morning and it'll be a little load. Um, nothing like if you're going to do it properly, but at least if I'm not sick or anything tomorrow or I don't have stomach problems, well, then it would be worth probably trying for Houston. Um, all right, I don't want to bore you guys too much more. Um, 
fuck these these old podcasts drag on a wee bit don't they it's 20 27 minutes and 50 seconds um but look have a have a have a good day because i'll upload this tonight and some people might listen to it tomorrow um and then yeah have a good week's training i'll do a, a podcast probably sunday or monday um i'll knock these next few days out i'll get the session done tomorrow i'll probably upload it to strava pretty quickly after my phone seems to do it automatically there's days my warm-ups uploaded before i've even started the bloody session um so yeah if anyone wants to you know you you can jump on that and you know you might might end up instagram posting or something about how it went or i'm sure i usually do um but yeah look thanks for thanks for following thanks for listening um fuck it is mental that in 10 days time i'm i'm very confident about hitting the olympic auto time and you know i i probably have bigger ambitions than that you know i i've told a few people 209 and things like this but um i i'm really excited that that's where my headspace is at but i can promise you guys that i will not be trying to run 209 um I'll be doing everything I can to hit that Olympic time. And, and so with that comes the discipline of running at the speed that's required. And then there will come a certain point of the race where if I feel good, then I'll be able to, you know, have a bigger leash and run a bit faster. But the last thing I want to do is, you know, four miles to go, you know, flying down some hill or flying down a straight road or whatever and fucking pop a muscle and, if you get greedy with your ambitions, um, you can sort of sometimes face consequences. So, um, the main goal will be the Olympic time, and um, if I can, if I can scrape any more time off in the last couple of miles, knowing that it's safe, then that's what I do. Um, but other than that, there, there's, you know, it's really exciting. I was running the other day, and I was, you know, thinking about two o nine, and I just thought, like, fuck, like. If this year's 209, if that's what I'm thinking this year, what will I be thinking next year, you know? And then the year after that and the year after that, it's it's really fun. Um, I really like how my career's come to a good place. Um, and I'm also excited to, you know, chip away at personal best and other events like the 10K and the half marathon. I just, I think last year I got a bit unlucky when it comes to like the 10K and um, half marathon is very important where you choose to run and probably deciding to do a half marathon properly you know when i ran 63 17 my focus for six weeks was the half marathon whereas recently i've just been doing half marathons and the build up the marathon and you might be running 100 mile that week and you might have ran you know 25 miles less than seven days before the race etc etc so you're not really giving yourself a fair chance but you know maybe this is the year for some fucking personal bests so let's everybody join in and let's fucking smash some personal bests this year all right cheers for listening thanks guys bye bye now